Listen. Just listen. I'm Miles Pulaski, and this is the Second Story Podcast. Second Story is Serendipity Theater Collective's hybrid performance series of stories, wine, and music. A collaboration among writers, actors, and musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, always thought-provoking. And now, recorded at last year's Second Story Festival, Ian Bacchus. Any Star Trek fans out there? All right, me too. I know the layouts of four of the eight Enterprise starships. I even know where Kirk grew up. When I was younger, I didn't dare share that with any black person I wasn't related to because it wasn't normal for black people to like that sort of, those sorts of things. I mean, think about it. Back in the day, most sci-fi was Lily White. And if there was a ba- black guy, typically he was dead within 20 minutes. <laughs> I came out in college, walking into rooms humming the theme song to the next generation. And when I met a palm up for a high five, I'd be like, live long and prosper, baby. Oh, not really, not really, not really. But I was more honest about who I was, and for it, I got called a geek on good days. I used to sometimes wish I could be normal, you know? Like, I could look at a grown man dressed up as as a Romulan and pity him rather than wonder where he got his disruptor pistol. (laughs) But I couldn't be anyone but who I was, and to try would have been cowardly. So... I'll be in line on Friday for the new Star Trek film. And while I'm there, I will probably think about Jason. So, Jason is my girlfriend, Antoinette's best friend from high school. He's this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, gay boy next door type with obsessions for wine, Italian food, and snow globes in that order. (laughs) Now, Jason's very comfortable with who he is. So while he's not flamboyant about it, you can't miss the fact that he's gay. Antoinette and I started dating back in college in 97. She was studying civil engineering, tall and beautiful, with skin the color of dark chocolate. Hated sci-fi, though, so I pretended I did too, and now it's too late for her to find anyone else. So, So, West Hollywood, 1999. Star Trek Deep Space Nine has just had its final episode, and to this day, I miss that show more than I miss good friends that I've had. When we walked in, it was like any other club. Loud music, flashing lights, lots of people. But there were a lot of guys dancing with their shirts off. (laughs) Well, there were lots of guys dancing, period. There were only guys dancing. Suddenly, I Will Survive starts blasting from the loudspeaker and this roar of approval comes up from the dance floor. You're crushing my hand, Antoinette screamed over the music. We're at a gay club because she and Jason go to gay clubs. And if I'm going to be part of Antoinette's life, Jason has to be part of mine. Sorry, I scream back and release my grip just enough for her to get the circulation back. You guys want some drinks? Jason asked. Just get me a soda, I said, suddenly really afraid of drinking anything alcoholic. Jason disappears into a writhing group of men with his boyfriend, Neil. Neil was not tall, but dark and handsome. He liked cats. They'd been dating for about a year and had just moved in together. You okay? Antoinette said. Yeah, I'm fine, I said. I said that because I grew up in Berkeley. I'd lose street cred if I admitted to being scared out of my mind. 
I mean, seriously, Ber in Berkeley, there was a guy who used to ride around on a unicycle, flapping his arms in a pink bodysuit and a black cape. There was a nudist movement on the UC Berkeley campus. There were cross-dressers roaming freely. I did not have a problem with any of them. Well, I did used to wish that the nudists would work out more often, but that was it, seriously. I didn't think that I was the kind of problem who would have a kind of person who had a problem with any lifestyle, but observing and participating are two very separate things. You guys want to dance? Jason asked. Antoinette just looked at me. I didn't back down. Yeah, let's go. So we danced. The four of us, tight in the middle of the dance floor. All right. You know, I just had to be cool. Just had to keep dancing. <laughs> I just had to get through a couple of songs. I just have to use the bathroom, Antoinette screamed, then disappeared. Okay, baby, hurry back. <laughs> so it was me, Jason, and Neil dancing together at a gay club. <laughs> you think this is the part where I freak out, right? You have no idea. I got that look in my eyes that little kids get when they play dodgeball with big kids. I kept thinking, please don't anyone pinch my ass. And I know all it would have come down to is me saying, sorry, not gay, but I didn't want to be asked the question. I could feel the tension building with each accidental jostle from the dancers around me. I was about to lose it, but then a miracle occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Cher's Believe came on. <laughs> You see, I had a little thing for that song. That would be something else I didn't tell black people about. And for the first time in my life, I was in a group of men who would not judge me for it. I joined the roar of approval and we danced, all of us, together. So, Nothing bad happened that night at all. In fact, it was kind of fun once I loosened up. It was really just a bunch of people having a good time. There was no reason that I should have been scared, and I felt pretty silly about it. I think it's cool that you came out with us, Antoinette says, as we drove home. Now, I should have taken that and ran, but I decided to be honest. I don't know how cool I am, I said. I was pretty nervous in there. But you came, and you stayed. West Hollywood again, 2002. Star Trek Voyager has just wrapped up filming. As a series, it sucked for all but maybe five episodes, but I watched because I'm a Star Trek fan. Jason and Neil had just gotten engaged. Antoinette and I were still dating. We were headed to some Italian restaurant that Jason wanted to check, check out. While we walked along, Jason and Neil held hands, as any newly engaged couple would. They did this all the time. I never thought much about it when we were in, inside, but out in the street, it made me somewhat nervous. I kept expecting someone to give them trouble. And if that happened, I was going to have to step up and defend them. <laughs> now, I'm not real good at not getting my ass kicked, so <laughs> as we walked along, I started planning my fighting moves, mostly groin kicks. Are you okay, Ian? Jason asked. Yeah, I said, scanning the street. Sure. Say, um, you two 
you ever hassled for being gay, Neil asked. Well, no. More like now, when you're holding hands. So for flaunting our homosexuality, Jason asked. Well, that's not the way I'd put it, but sure. Okay. Jason stopped and let go of Neil's hand. Ian, do you realize where we are? This is West Hollywood. If anyone is staring at us, it's because you two are holding hands. <laughs> we know when and where we can hold hands, Ian. Neil said, sounding about as annoyed as I'd ever heard him sound. Okay, I said, I was just wondering. Then Jason asks, are we making you uncomfortable? No, I said quickly, not at all. But I guess I was uncomfortable for no good reason, again. And this time, Cher wasn't around to bail me out. Antoinette was in a peculiar position. She didn't leave my side, but really couldn't jump to my defense. So Jason stared, and I waited. Finally, Jason patted me on the shoulder and said, Ian, it's fine. No one's going to bother us. I just nodded. Quiet walk after that. I, uh, I didn't know if they were still angry, but I didn't want to say anything further. Things had thawed out by dinner, and I just sat and listened, and Jason and Neil told us about their plan to go to Canada, the only place they could legally get married. Las Vegas, 2005. Star Trek Enterprise has been canceled, but it was so bad that even I didn't watch. <laughs> Turns out there's no such thing as unconditional love. We were bar hopping on the Vegas Strip. Jason and Neil were wearing matching wedding bands. Antoinette and I were still just dating. Some people just like to be sure, okay? <laughs> we were having drinks at the Bellagio when we caught the eye of an odd couple. She was short and plump, pushing 40. He was tall and skinny and looked about 17. Yeah, it turned out they were mother and son. Um, I believe the conversation started when she waved and said something along the lines of, we're from Wisconsin! <laughs> the ensuing conversation was mostly between Jason, Neil, and her. How long have you two been together? How, who asked who? Tell me about the wedding. And then she put her hand on her son's shoulder and said, Michael just came out and I am fine with it. <laughs> it seemed that Michael and Michael's mom had a lot of questions about the life that he was going to lead. It really wasn't the kind of place where a couple of straights could be of any use whatsoever, so Antoinette and I went over to the bar. A little while later, Jason came over and announced, we're going to a gay club. Michael's coming with us. Now, what we ended up at was less of a gay club and more of a gay lounge, quiet enough to talk. I guess Michael must have been older than he looked because he got in without any trouble. The moment we got in, Jason, Neil, and Michael headed to a booth that was only big enough for three. My guess was that Michael had some questions that he didn't want to ask in front of his mother or us. So Antoinette and I headed to the bar. Now, from where I was sitting, it looked like a heavy conversation. Michael was kind of staring down at the table and nodding while Jason and Neil talked in turns. I imagined a conversation about dodging evangelicals or work discrimination or where not to live. But then I thought, what do I know? For Jason and Neil, life wasn't complicated or scary or strange, except when people who didn't understand them made it so. Kind of like the time I showed Antoinette my Mark II phaser pistol with working lights and sound, molded from the original casts used on the original series. 
I thought she'd be impressed, but she just got really sad. (laughs) Point being, I had no idea what they were talking about, and I decided to stop speculating. When I looked up again, Jason and Neil were walking towards us. Michael went home, Jason said. Oh, I said, so what's next? Are we dancing? No, Jason said, let's just get out of here. I wanted to ask what they had talked about, but I didn't. Chicago, last November. Proposition 8 has passed in my home state of California, banning gay marriage. I voted no by absentee ballot, but I really didn't think I had to. It's unconstitutional. It just is. But it passed, and it tainted my Obama high. I'm watching as some supporter comes on television and says that they've saved marriage. I start laughing. Antoinette is in the kitchen. I've ordered the ring. I have. It's just not there yet. (laughs) What's so funny, she asked. Nothing, I said. So Jason and Neil had to leave the country and essentially commit a crime just to get married. Antoine and I could get married at a drive-thru if we wanted. I, I couldn't watch anymore. I, I had to get off, my mind off of what had happened, so I turned off the TV and I went to the computer. Yeah, um, at this point in time, Antoinette can name that tune in one note. Are you watching that damn Star Trek trailer again? She screamed from the kitchen. It's the new Star Trek trailer, I said. Future Spock shows up at the end. Oh, my God, why can't you act like a grown-up? Hey, I am a grown-up. I'm a grown-up black Star Trek fan. And if you keep giving, if you keep trying to make me feel bad about it, I will say my wedding vows in Klingon. (laughs) No matter who you are, there's gonna be some group of people someplace or just that one person in your kitchen who thinks you're weird or wrong or whatever. It takes courage to be who you are. For some of us, more than others. Live long and prosper, people. That was Ian Bacchus. If his story gives you ideas for your own second story, we'd love to hear them. Please join us for our ongoing series at Webster's Wine Bar and the Morseland, or one of our upcoming special events. Second Story Podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Steelstra, Shannon Sullivan, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and Nick Kawahara. I am Miles Pulaski. Serendipity is funded in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the Illinois Art Council Estate Agency, the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation, City Arts Grants, the Chicago Community Foundation, a part of the Chicago Community Trust, and listeners just like you. To find out more about Second Story, the performances and our performers, or to make a donation, visit us at storiesandwine.com.